introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast. And on tonight, I have a special guest. His name is Jeff Young, better known as Backpack Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How you feeling? I can't complain, man. If I did, it wouldn't help any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm good. Life is good. Family's good. So, you know, everybody's healthy. So there's there's no complaints on my end, bro. Hey, Wale said, uh, you know, as long as the family's all right, we're going to be all right. So that's it. That's what matters. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. Let's talk, man. Let's talk. It's been a while. You know, we you and I uh, talk a lot on on social media, but uh, we just recently had a cool conversation over the phone and we were talking about we were talking about a lot of things. Right. But two things that stood out were two words start and both start with C's uh consistency and collaboration right that was like the common theme of our conversation yeah and you know what I think right now is the time for both of them especially starting a new year you know you want to be consistent you want to make sure that you on your P's and Q's and that's that's one of the things that I learned from Gary V is uh, he talked a lot, he talks a lot about stealing attention and constantly creating content. And so now literally because of COVID, you know, because we can't go out as much as we would like to, literally all I do is work and create content. And I used I remember I used to make so much uh, of a fuss about, you know, oh I, I can't make content. I don't have enough content to make. But now that I'm forced to, you know, go into my bag there's nothing but content that I have. And so I just get an opportunity to uh, to do so many things that I wish I would have done. And now the trick is going to be when the world opens back up, how do I stay consistent with creating the content that I'm creating and, you know, doing all of the stuff that I'm that I normally do in terms of, you know, going out and supporting open mics and stuff like that. Right. Right. So you spoke of open mics. Right. You know, I know you. Uh, not a lot of people on this podcast may know you, right? So tell me what you do, man. What, what's what's your craft? What's your purpose in life? So for me, uh, motivational speaking is definitely one of the things that um, that, is, that I believe is my purpose. Uh, pouring back into people is definitely my purpose. Uh, I truly believe that the more people you can help get what they want, the more that you can have what you want. And so what I try to do, man, is I try to pour that energy back into other people to help them reach whatever they believe their full potential is. And for me, I kind of fell into poetry, man. It was kind of weird. It was like, um, you know, I, I wanted to I was I was thinking to myself, OK, when I go out to these schools, what is it that I can use that will touch these kids that they will actually listen to? You know what I mean? Because when you when a lot of kids hear, hey, we got a speaker that's coming in to speak to you, you know, they'll be sitting back in their chair like this. Oh, my gosh, here come a speaker. But then when you can hit them with a poem, 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 and they're like, wait, what? Wait, what? What did he just say? OK, mm-hmm. I like that. And so let me pay attention. And and so um, I got I just happened to get really good at poetry. Um, 
I've been on a Nationals team. My first year of doing poetry, I went to a Nationals uh, uh, tournament. My second year, I went back. Uh, I was had an opportunity to join the Nationals team. I didn't end up going. Um, but yeah, man, po poetry is my love. I love poetry. I love what it does. I love how it gives me the opportunity to express myself. Like before, when I was younger, I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to say the right words to say exactly how I was feeling in any particular moment. So what I would do was I would literally send someone a song and be like, yo, listen to the chorus and this is how I feel. Or like fast forward to two minutes and 21 seconds and listen to two minutes up to two minutes and 46 seconds. And that'll tell you exactly how I feel. So I'm happy now that I can be that for someone else. Mm -hmm. OK, so you spoke about your first year, second year. When when did when did poetry happen for you? When when did I like know that this was something that was going to mm -hmm. be me? right? You know, this this it's an interesting story. I was my first year doing poetry. I went into I was in a poetry grand slam. This is to figure out who's going to be on the national poetry team. And this guy, he did a poem about trauma and how everything wasn't going to be OK. I did a poem right after him about trauma and how everything was going to be OK. Now, I broke some unspoken rule that I had no idea about. You're not supposed to contradict someone else's poem who just went before you. I didn't know this. I'm like, I'm just doing the poem that I believe is going to get me the best score. And I know this poem that makes people cry is going to give me a really good score. So I did this poem and it turned into this big thing. You know, I ended up making the team. Uh, but the poems that I sent them, man, they destroyed all of the poems. They was like, all of these are terrible. You know, I was like, <gasps> like, whoa, hold on. Like what? All of these are bad. I got to read. I got to go back and rewrite all of these. Yeah. I had to go back and I had to rewrite them. And they challenged me to get out of my box. Um, and so I was like, OK. And at that, like I was so disappointed at that point that I stopped writing completely. Like I, I stopped writing for like two months, three months. I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this no more. This whole poetry thing, man. I, I was like, ah, I wanted to do it. I can just do the speaking. But then like two months later, I was asked to host a gala um, in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. I hosted a gala and there was a uh, there was a billionaire and his wife that was there. Um, they own Nimicolin Woodlands in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania and they own 84 Lumber. And 84 Lumber is like a Home Depot, but it's really big in like that uh, Midwestern kind of area. And they own that and they're huge art collectors. Um, and I did that poem and his wife, him and his wife came up to me afterwards and was like, that poem was so beautiful. I would love to buy a copy of that poem from you. How much would you sell it to us for? And at that moment, I was like, huh? You right. want this poem and like you you have a famous art collection. You know that, right? Like this, I'm just some, you know, little guy. I had and I sold a copy of that poem. And this I was I had only been doing poetry for like five or six months. I sold a copy of that poem for six uh, for three hundred dollars. And I knew then that I would never let someone take my pen out of my hand ever again. And that just because someone didn't like this poem, it doesn't mean that everyone doesn't like the poem. This poem is for who it's meant for. Right. Right. Yeah. So that showed you that your your poetry, your craft 
has value. Yeah. 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 It, it showed me and then it put like it, it pushed me to to want to do better. And so now when I went back into competition and competitive poetry, uh, it I approached it with a different mindset than I had ever approached it before because um, I, I, I had a bigger purpose. You know what I mean? I'm not up here just telling my story. Like even in one of the poems that I wrote, I said, I'm not up here just telling my story. I'm telling the story of every person that I've ever seen struggle. And so, so like, again, sometimes people have a hard time expressing themselves. And so what I do is I'm the person that, hey, I want to tell your story. Will you allow me to tell your story? And they allow me to tell their story. And, you know, I can put it in a uh, in a very um, expressive format and, you know, they can release from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have that skill set as well. I'm able to speak in someone else's voice, be it male or female. I simply need a conversation with that person or a family member if the person is no longer, you know, with us. Right. Um, and, and I'm able to translate what was said in that conversation into whether it's a third person or even first person. And, um, um, I've done that, you know, for funerals, weddings, and you know what I mean? So it's definitely a power in being able to translate someone's words and voice, um, so, so most definitely that's, that's an awesome gift to have, man. And, uh, um, so, so how young were you? Like, what are so, you like? Uh, 37, 38 right now? What? No, nah, man. 31. Oh, sorry. I'm 38. Okay. All right. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I want to look like, I'm, you know, <laughs> no, so I, I we were the same age, man. <laughs> No, I was uh how how old was I when I wrote my first poem? 26, I believe. Um so I've only, I've only been doing this for about 4 or 5 years now. Really? Uh, yeah, I and and you know what, man? I'm so glad that I was given this gift when I was because if I had given if I had been shown this that I had this ability when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, I don't think that I would have used it the way that I'm using it right now. Like I had to go through a whole lot so that I can get here, so that I can take these stories and actually put them out. Like my my first poem was uh, is a poem called Success, and it was about um, it was when when Kobe Bryant first. And speaking of that, you know, this is the anniversary one year anniversary of his death. So rest in peace to him. But it was the day that he decided he was going to retire from basketball. He wrote like this letter to basketball. And gave it personification, you know, stuff like that. Basketball, you've been there for me. Basketball, you taught me so much in life and all of these other things. The same way that Michael Jordan did. And I said, well, okay, I'm not playing sports right now. Um, but what is it that I love as much as I used to love football? And I was like, success. And so I wrote a letter to success saying, I'm sorry that I chose your sister who was failure and I only chose her because she was, quote unquote, easier. You know what I mean? Success. You made me work for you. And I knew I had to work for you. And I'm sorry that I chose her over you. But I really don't want to be with her. I want to be with you. And so I got out of that relationship with failure and got into a relationship with success. Uh, and so that was that was my first one. I wrote that poem literally on the road. 
I was like driving in Texas and all of these lines just started coming to me. And I was like, yo, I got to write this down. What do I write this down? And I GPS to Walmart, went to Walmart and went into Walmart, started writing down in the book before I even bought the book. I was like, I just got to get these lines out of my head. And that's what happened. So that was in letter form or in poem form? It was so um, so my writing process is kind of weird right um uh i i kind of like get like if you think of a poem as 20 pieces to a puzzle mm -hmm. i'll have piece one six nine eleven twelve thirteen seventeen and then they won't even be in order and it's like i gotta like okay where no this one goes here and then i gotta read it and then where am i trying to go with this all right where mm -hmm. am i trying to um, so it was kind of like it was kind of like it was kind of in letter form. It was like um, uh, just saying success. Uh, I, I apologize. And, you know, um, uh, I'm sorry that I chose your sister. But, you know, now I want to be in this relationship with you. So it was like a poetic letter in. in, in yeah. Yep. Somewhat. And so so with that. Did you see that? OK, I somewhat have a gift here did, or did someone tell you that this is pretty awesome. You should start writing. Like what was, what was the connection? You what know, the I, th I, it was my, ex it was my level of excitement over how good the poem was. I was literally selling insurance and people were supposed to be coming into me so that, so that I can, you know, do their insurance with them. And I was on the phone with my mom, my aunt, my cousin, my grandmother, my brothers, my sister, like, yeah, yeah. Can y'all wait a second? Uh, I'm on an important phone call. Yo, you got to listen to this poem that I just wrote. Like, it's so good. Like, tell me what you think about it. And so I'm calling all of these people and it was my level of excitement. Like I hadn't been that excited about something personally in a long time and so that's when i knew i was like all right this th this is it like this is definitely a gift the way it like it was so easy that i was like this has to be a gift like you don't you don't come across something that you do so effortlessly without you know being able to call it a gift yeah yeah that exactly yeah most definitely so all right so now that you've discovered that you have the gift of poetry, right? What's your next step? What's, what's are you going to the open mics now? Uh, yeah. Or are you, are you simply just writing and, and you're, you're starting off as a page poet? No, so for, for me, I immediately started going into open mics. And in Pittsburgh, it's not really as many open mics as it is here. One of the, mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons why I moved back to the DMV area is because the appreciation for art here is like nowhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, and, and I don't know too many states <clears throat> that does poetry outside us, but I really don't know too many states that does, that has an open mic five days a week. Mm -hmm. Like, now you're gonna walk into very many other states and say, I can go to an open mic, it doesn't even matter. So um, I did, I started hitting the open mics, um, that, that were down in Pittsburgh and everybody started loving them. And then I wrote it. What it, it was when I wrote my first love poem called Mrs. Wright. And, um, and, and in the poem, Mrs. Wright, there was this one line, like you, you ever been in a zone where you write and mm -hmm. write, you write that one line where you like, this is the one, this is the line that's going to get them. This is the line that's going to hit. And then when it hits, it literally blows up like bigger right. than, 
super expected. And the line was, um, I'll still, uh, uh, I'll, I'll kiss on the lips in the morning. I don't even care because even her morning breath is a breath of fresh air. Hmm. And when, when they heard that line, they just exploded. And I was like, okay, I'm getting better at this. Okay. I'm getting better at this. And so I started writing. Um, I'm writing in my journal. Uh, I'm, I'm writing as much as I possibly can and I'm memorizing uh, and I'm going to the open mics and it's about being consistent. Like every, everything that I did, it was just about being consistent. Always had my pen to the pad, except for that one time where, you know, that one little moment where I had that little hiccup, but I had a, you know, a strong reminder. And then I just stayed consistent with it, man. Even when I got back here, I said to myself, I'm going to make a name for myself. And the biggest way that you make a name for yourself is being consistent. So when mm-hmm. I first came back, I went to every bus boys and poets for like three months straight so mm-hmm. that people knew who backpack Jeff was so that when I walked in, they was like, yo, 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 you, you get on the bike today. Hey, look, you haven't heard this dude. He's going to be really good. You're in for a surprise. You're in for a treat. Wait till you hear him. Those were the things that I, that I wanted to hear from people. And when, and people easily started to recognize me because it's like, who is this dude with the backpack? Man? Like, yo, have you ever heard the backpack dude? Like what? And it just it, it became like a staple, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like so much that I remember one time I uh, I took my backpack off to go to the bathroom. I seen someone coming in from out of line. They were like, "Backpack, where's the backpack at, man?" And I'm like, "It's over." I'm just in the bathroom. They're like, "Oh man, you can't take it off." Like, what's going on? I'm like, "Well, let me go get my backpack and then I'm gonna go to the bathroom." So yeah, it was. It, it, it started like that. So was it a strategy? with the backpack or you just always had a backpack on? No. So it, it became a strategy. Let me, let me, let me just say that because I wanted to start recording my poems out in the, uh, you know, out in the public and stuff like that. And I was tired of carrying cameras, tripods, bottled water. Uh, I was tired of carrying everything. Mm -hmm. I went to Walmart with my brother one day, and I still have pictures from that day, very first backpack. And I was like, oh, man, I'm just grab this backpack. And I was like, oh, this one's good. And I was like, I'm going to call myself Backpack Jeff. And I was like, hold on, wait. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> I was like, it's got a ring to it. And so I was like, okay, Backpack Jeff, this makes sense. And then I was like, okay, where, where can I go with Backpack Jeff? Um, and so then the, the, the jokes came with Backpack Jeff. Every time I get on stage, people were saying, Backpack, Backpack, the little Door to Explorer song. Right. And so I'm like, all right, what's my joke? Like, how can, how can I use that to my advantage? Okay, ladies, I know you all want to know what's in my backpack, don't you? No, I, I know you want to know, because you always ask me what's in the backpack. Everyone asks me what's in the backpack. So you ever watch Door the Explorer? They go, yes. And I'm like, well, what does Dora carry in her backpack? And they say a map. And I go, well, it's a map to your heart in my backpack. And then it's it's cheesy, it's super corny, but they're like, oh, but you know, it kind of again, it, it it started to work for me. And then it became something that was easily recognizable for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And so it's that one thing that separated me from other people. Like, okay, I can recognize him because he has the backpack on. And then it be then it did become a tactic for me. Hmm. That's good. That's good. That's good stuff. All right. So, so with the backpack, um, 
when we talking about consistency, right? Uh-huh. And con- and collaboration. Um, did you always know that consistency was key, or did you have to learn that? You know, I I learned that consistency was key, not from poetry, but from other parts of my life. Right. And like when I when I played sports and I played football, I knew I wasn't as consistent as I could have been or as I should have been. And because of that, I was a good average player. Mm. And as I was getting into motivational speaking, I, I, I hear it in my mind because I played it so much. Like I literally went through like a year and a half where I played nothing but inspirational videos mm-hmm. and I hear it in my mind. I already know what giving up feels like. I want to know what happens if I don't. Mm-hmm. Like I already know what, what giving half effort or C effort feels like. I want to I want to see what happens if I really approach something with maximum effort, maximum potential. What's going to happen? What's going to be the result of that? And the result of that was Nationals my first year, Nationals my second year, paid gigs, opening up for Music Soul Child and Chrisette Michelle now in a partnership with Hasbro and Special Olympics, selling a poem for $300 in my first six months. That was the pro like, and I'm like, the, 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 the reward in consistency is unmatched. I mean, you, you can't, it, it's just unmatched. You can't get better than that. Yeah, yeah. So what were some of the tactics that you took and put in your backpack um, uh, to hone in on that consistency, right? Like what what uh, what helped you? What helped you become more consistent in what what you do? Like, did you put more things on your calendar, right? Did you write more in your 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 journal to to help you stay consistent? Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, like because you can say that you want to be consistent. And mm-hmm. right, and you can speak it into the atmosphere, but until you put things in place to whether it's reminders and things of that nature, you know what I mean? Uh um it, it it's like null and void almost. You're kind of fighting against it if you don't, you know, make those make those moves. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think what I did was I was Remember, at, at this time, I was uh, in the beginning, I was doing so much motivational speaking and I was being provided so many opportunities in speaking that I was forced to write um, other poems because it was like um, literally one of my friends, he act, like I had to write a, I had to write a mental health poem every a new mental health poem every month to help start his conversation off at uh, or a conversational event that he had. And mm-hmm. so because he trusted me to do that, I always had to stay in my bag, you know, writing poems and stuff like that. Uh, and it, it forced me to, number one, to to be creative, to tell the same story or a similar story in multiple different uh, forms. And with the motivational speaking, it also forced me to, okay, what can I write that is um, that's applicable to the kids that I'm going to be speaking to. And then I said to myself, 
I need to start telling more people about me. How can I tell my story? So I started tapping into the things that I've been through, um, you know, what it was like going through college, what it was like being raised by a single mom who had four kids, what it was like to have my dad there. But, you know, a lot of times where I really wanted him there, you know, he may not have been able to be there. So what were those experiences like? So what kept me consistent was opportunities mm. and um, wanting to get more in touch with myself and my story. Okay. Okay. When it comes to your story, did you speak to that when you were on stage? Like, did you preface some of your pieces with your story? Right. Or, or what, or were your poems, your story? So, you know what? I didn't learn how to do that until I came back here, to be honest. Okay. Um, I didn't know how to introduce, like, I'll say this. I didn't know how to feature until I came back here. I see. I knew I knew how to get up on stage and do poems. I didn't right. know how to like I didn't know how to walk you into my poem, you know, and then by the time you realize I'm in I'm doing a poem, we're already like a minute into the poem. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, that's an art to be able to to tell a story and walk you into that poem and then you don't even know that it's a poem until you hear something like, "Whoa, like wait, that was really poetic. Wait, He's doing a poem right now. Right. You know, I didn't learn that until until I came here. And then even how to close out a poem again with words and then walk you into another poem. You know, those were things that I didn't know how to do until I came here. And you learn those from the open mics or or you yeah. link with someone that kind of yeah. helped you hone in on that. Yeah, I learned those from the open mic. I'm I'm a student, man. I'm a uh, I'm a guy who loves information. Uh, I'm a people watcher, so I love I love watching people. There to me, there's nothing more beautiful than watching a person operate in their craft. Right. Like even from watching the Poet Life podcast, you know what mm. I mean? What is he doing? How is he doing it? Why does he have this setup in the background? You know, how did he get this to look the way that it is? You know, I learned just from watching and um, I like I'm telling you, when I my mission, when I came back here, when uh, when I go, when I went to the open mics at Busboys and Poets, my mission every single time was I wanted to be remembered in my five minutes of open mic time that I had. I wanted to be remembered more than the feature. Mm -hmm. If I if, if I can get. Like if they come up to me after the poetry thing, then I'm like, okay, I know I did, and I know my opportunities are going to come. But you got to be consistent. You got to right. make sure you're out there. You got to make sure that people are finding out who you are. You got to make sure that you are building a following for yourself. You got to make sure that you're doing all of these things, staying consistent. And then if you get to the second C of what we're talking about, collaborations, you have to be willing to to work with people. You got to mm-hmm. be willing. To people, you know what I mean. Like if you're if you're not putting yourself out there and willing to have a conversation with people like yourself, with people who are doing what it is that you want to do, and so that's what I did. I went out and I had conversations with people. When I first came here, I asked uh, Whiskey Girl. I said, you know, who are the people that I need to know mm-hmm. in 
the DMV area as it goes to as it, as far as it goes, uh, as far as open mics go, as far as poetry go. Where do I need to go? She said, go to Spit That, go to Pure Poetry, go to Bus Boys. These are the people that you should know. OK, right. I started messaging people. Hey, when's your open mic? I can't wait to come. When's your open mic? I can't wait to come. When's your and. You know, everything took off. Right. 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 So when it came to your consistency and your collaboration, mm-hmm. did were you strategic in your growth pattern? Right. Did you did you say, I don't want to just go to open mics. Right. I want to then start my own open mic. Yeah. Starting my own open mic was always the aim. I feel, you know, I was just having this conversation the other day. I I actually like hosting a lot better than I like performing. I see. And the reason why is because performing is like. You got to remember these lines and, you know, if you miss one, you know, don't don't mess up. You know, if you miss one, just keep going. They may not notice you messed up, which, you know, that's true. But you'll know. But if you do miss a line and, you know, you do kind of stumble or something like it's going to be embarrassing. But like with hosting, you have freedom. There's, you know, um, there's there's just a a level of freedom that you that you have. And I think I have like that gift of gab to where I can, you know, I can take anything and make it inspirational, uh, make it funny, you know, um, you know, uh, give it some sort of relatability to, you know, what may be going on or what may have happened. And so, um, yeah, I, I looked at I looked at a bunch of the open mics that were happening in the DMV area. And I said, you know what? I want that. I can do that. And so I I did. I mean, it, even like in a what in I was here a year. What was that? 2000, 2019. I was here a year and a half and I and I opened up my own open mic. I started my own open mic and I did it in a place that people were like, oh, yeah, everybody. And it was in downtown. It's in downtown Silver Spring. People are like, right. yeah, they tried here didn't work. It tried, they tried to hear it didn't work. I said, well, other people tried to hear it didn't work. I didn't try it. <laughs> how long ago did they try it right you know? oh, okay all right well that's that's cool well i'm a different person i'm a di- i'm a different breed like i know i know what it takes to get people out this is again about being consistent what do, how do you how do you get people to come and patronize your open mic you know yeah. every third wednesday well you got to be consistent you got to go out to the open mics you got to go out and support people you got to come on people's podcasts you got to go on you got to go to people's other people's open mic shows you got to be out there shaking hands and kissing babies. And that's how you get people to come to your open mic. That's the only way you're going to get people to come to your open mic. And it was uh, it was very successful prior to, you know, prior to COVID happening. I mean, I did we did our we did five. Like, I remember the the last show that we did was February 2020. There were so many people that were in this small, like we outgrew our space in three months. Mm. And there were so many people that were downstairs that, and they had nowhere to sit. We had to take chairs off of the rooftop and bring them downstairs just so that people could have an opportunity, have somewhere to sit. And right. it was one of them things where I was like, yo, I, I know, I knew that this was going to be, and this was in the winter time. 
So this was like November, December, January, February when I started because I started in September. So I'm starting it, you know, fall, winter time. And if we're doing these numbers in the winter time, I can only imagine what we're going to do in the spring and the summer where, you know, people are walking by and I'm like, hey, where are you going? Oh, we're going down here. No, no, you're not. You're coming in here. We're doing an open mic. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, nah, you're, you're you're coming in here. We're doing an open mic. Come on, we're about to start right now. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to go. You don't want to go. All I want is a chance to show you that I want to waste your time. What? But if I'm going to waste your time, it's only right that you waste mine. And honestly, we can waste time together because <laughs> every moment that we're not together just feels like a waste of time. So in these three minutes, Mrs. Wright, let me tell you what I would do if you were mine. Oh my God! See, right into a poem right there. Now they're like. I'm like, you like that, right? So just why don't you come in and just, you know, have some fun with us. Enjoy it. I mean, you're going to go there, what, smoke hookah, um, eat some food or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Do the same thing here, but you can be entertained at the same time. Right. Free. That's good. Uh, you caught me off guard with that one. I wasn't <laughs> ready. Nice, nice. That was that's perfect. That's a perfect example. Um, but it's also uh your consistency with a plan is a perfect example yeah. of knowing where you're going. Yeah. I, or I, where I think, you would like to go, at least. Yeah. And and I and you know what? Uh, the the most successful people in this world, they they know where they want to ultimately end up. They have no idea how they're going to end up there. Right. You know, I think you ultimately know where the Poet Life podcast is going to end up. Right. You have no idea what the road is going to look like. It's a dark road. But, you know, I I, uh, I, I watched The Secret and, you know, they said you can drive from New York to California in the dark with your headlights on because all mm-hmm. you have to do is see the next 200 feet that's in front of you all you have to do is tackle what's in front of you and don't worry about what's to come because you're not even there yet yeah you're not there yet and that's what consistency is consistency is tackling this 200 feet and then the next 200 and then the next 200 until you ultimately reach your destination and for me i knew i knew coming here i knew immediately that i wanted to show how do you get the show okay let me scope out see where who i need to talk to what do i need to learn let me find out where do i need to go let me find out where i want to do it at i don't want to do it in dc there's a you know there's there's a lot already happening in dc saturated where is there, where is there no uh where, where's their untapped potential you know what i mean downtown silver spring there's no one doing it out there a couple of people tried to do it but they didn't okay well you know what to me they just they weren't consistent enough mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what do right. we this whole time they weren't consistent enough so what i'm going to do that they didn't do is i'm going to be more consistent i'm going to be right there so i i when i when i went out and i went out during the day just to eat at restaurants talk to business owners you know what i mean um i i I know i when i sold insurance uh i did uh, business to business insurance and so i know how to talk to business owners i know their lingo i know how they think you know uh I'm, i'm a good salesperson so i know how to walk you down a road that I want you to walk down, but you believe you walk down to your own and you got there and you're like, oh, this makes sense. And I did this myself. And I'm like, oh, I kind of push you a little bit that way. So I right. know how to 
do those things. I know how to talk to them. So I knew exactly what it is that I wanted to do immediately when I got here. I just didn't know how I was going to do it until, you know, I got close enough to where I can see it within those 200 feet. And I was like, right. that's the road that I got to take right there. Right, right. I'm learning that it's not about the how. Yeah. It's 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 the what. What is it that you want to do? That's it. And look, if you read the book, The Alchemist, when when you when you are fully focused and determined on what it is you want, all of the world will conspire to give you what you want. You yeah. just have to trust it. The the little boy, he was uh, he was on his journey, you know, to um uh, hit, hit to to learn his personal legend. And, you know, he always, he said, you know, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And the alchemist kept telling him everything that you need to know, you will learn along the journey. Everything that you need to know, you already know. And anything else you need to know, you will learn along the journey. And the little boy kept saying, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't have to uh, trust yourself. So in, in whatever it is that you're doing, and, and, and the, especially in this poetry thing, trust yourself. When you get up there on stage, when I, I'm very, com I'm a very confident performer. I still get jitters and butterflies, you know, when I'm before I'm performing before someone else, you know, that hasn't heard me before. I'm like, that's that's why I do my introduction in the beginning the way that I do it because when I hear that laughter in the beginning, that's what that's what calms me down. That's what brings mm -hmm. me back here because I'm like, okay. They like me. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to listen to me. They're going to hear me. Right. And get you in the groove. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. 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 So as it relates to collaboration, what have you done to, um, to build your brand and, and who have you collaborated with? So in, in terms of collaborations, for me, the collaborations haven't happened yet. And the reason why they haven't happened is because, Right when things were kind of getting good for me, the whole COVID mm -hmm. pandemic thing has hap uh, happened and the the opportunity to collaborate was going to come from the open mic that I had and the mm -hmm. opportunities that I was going to be able to give and stuff like that. Um, so it, it kind of like it kind of got put on a pause uh, for that. And. Uh, and I stopped writing as well, like for me my motivation to to write poetry comes from hearing poets like yourself mm -hmm. hearing you all on an open mic and saying oh man that was so good and just feeling that energy you know that's in a, that's in that room and so i stopped feeling that and so i stopped writing and so now i'm kind of back in a groove i'm re-inspired i found a way to um to to get inspired to write i found a way to get re-inspired to you know, do uh, do my podcast and, you know, talk to people like yourself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, me and me and Orville, we've done some things, but we haven't had an opportunity to kind of put those things out because, you know, the, the world kind of shut down so abruptly. Um, mm -hmm. Me and Chaos itself, you know, him and I, we were working on something. Uh, you ever uh, you remember the same girl song by Usher and R. Kelly? Right. We were going to do a same girl poem. Uh, oh, OK. <laughs> Yeah, we were gonna do this. We were gonna do a same girl, uh, same girl poem. Uh, I thought that that would have been, you know, pretty nice for us to kind of, you know, go back and forth about, you know, who he was dating and who I was dating. It's like, wait, 
are we talking about the same person? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we were going to do that. Um, but I'm right now, I'm more looking forward right now to providing opportunities um, to collaborate with people or providing people opportunities to uh, present what it is that they do to a wider audience. I see. As far as your your podcast, as yeah, as as far as the podcast goes, and I I, I want to collab. Like I, when I went to nationals, one of the things that I love, man, is seeing those tandem poems. Like I never I never seen that before. Four people on stage, boom, 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 boom. boom. I'm like, right. Like, oh, y'all do this for real, for real, right? Like um, for real. Yeah, like for real. Like I had no idea that this was a thing. Um, so I'm I would love to do something like that um uh, and in collaboration, but I think um uh, I, I think it's more than just the writing. I think collaboration isn't just about doing poems with each other. I think collaborations is also about having conversations with each other, supporting each other and uh, teaching other people how to get better in their performance. Uh, teaching other people like, hey, um, how to feature, you know, because that was one of the things that I didn't know. So I think collaborations is more along the lines of how can we all help each other hone mm -hmm. and and, uh, and develop and grow in our craft. And it could just be having conversations like you and I, when we tried to do the uh, um, uh, poets and pool, you know what I mean? Right. So that's collaboration because now we're in we're we're back in that energy, you know what mm -hmm. I mean. We're back in that uh, in, in that synergy that we had, where it's like, yo, we're having conversations about how can we grow. What does business look like? What does marketing look like? You know, poetry is bigger than just the words that you say when you're in front of the in front of yeah. the crowd. It's up here. There's right. business, you know, uh, to it. If you want to run an open mic, oh man, the stress of running an open mic. You've got the longest running open mic in D.C. So what 19 20 years now 20 something plus years man the stress the stress of what that's like uh are people going to come am i going to be in here doing this myself you know right. <laughs> you know what I mean? right um, all, all of those things they absolutely scare you but when you can collaborate with people when you have people that support you uh that's that's when you know that you know you're you have something special and you're on the right track most definitely. Most definitely. So so tell me about Chrisette Michelle and Music Soul Child. Yeah. So, um, man, I I got an opportunity. Um, it was kind of like gift wrapped to me to open up for Chrisette Michelle and Music Soul Child. Um, I, I hosted and opened up. And um, so I, I went I obviously went before them and then I went in between them as well. And um uh, man, Chrisette Michelle sang beautifully. I mean, she's, it's, it's like she opens her mouth and an angel just walks out. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, music, music soul child. He is, he is a performer. I mean, he, I, it's, you can tell why he's music soul child. Um, he gets the crowd involved. He's a heck of a singer. He's got levels to his voice. With, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got levels to his voice. He's a heck of a performer, um, and he's he, they're they're super down to earth. But the moment that um, that stole the night for me 
was I was on my way home and Chrisette, a Chrisette Michelle came on, if song came on, if I had my way. And I was like, oh man, why didn't she sing this song? I would have, I could have sang this one, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and so I said, you know what? Let me go on my, let me follow Chrisette Michelle because I don't follow her. So I look up her name and I, I, I click on her page and it says follow back. And I'm like, this is the wrong Chrisette Michelle. Like, let me right. find, real, let me find a real one. So then I went back and tried to look at it again. And I was like, okay. And I, so I went and I clicked on the heart on my phone and it said, Chrisette Michelle followed you 10 minutes ago. And I was like, <laughs> and was, <laughs> I didn't plug my Instagram. I didn't plug anything. So, so she, she had to go find you. She had to go and find me. And at the, when, when I, uh, when everyone, you know, at the end of the thing, you know, people got to sit down and talk to her and music and, you know, get shirts signed and stuff like that. She said that, that, um, that line that you have in that poem, I'll kiss on the lips in the morning. Even her morning breath is a breath of fresh air. I was like, yo, an hour and a half after I did that poem, you still remembered that line. That the, these are all just uh, confirmation messages and what consistency is. Yeah. Um, and proof of, you know, if you continue to work on your craft, you have no idea what's around the corner. I, I, I haven't. So right now, I'm working on, again, opportunities. Opportunities have afforded me um, the reason and a desire to be consistent. Right now, I'm working with the Special Olympics and Hasbro mm. to write a poem for a school in D.C. who was getting an award from the Special Olympics. And it only happened because, again, um, I'm, I'm supporting other people. I'm going out to other open mics. Someone's right. Someone saw me at an open mic and they, uh, what, a year and a half later, two years later, hey, I work for Special Olympics. We're doing this award. I would love to have you write a special poem for this. Well, who are some of the other people that you're, you know, we're looking for some influential people in the D.C. area. And I'm, well, I'm like, OK, well, who are the other influential people that you're looking for in the area? Because I don't think, you know, I I'm, I, I try to be as humble as I can. I don't think of myself as, you know, that. Yeah, we're we're trying to get like uh, Michelle and Barack Obama, um, uh, mm. some Wizards players, some Mystics players, some Capitals players, uh, some uh, Washington football team players, uh, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, Washingtonian. Uh, you know, some of the elite. I'm like, wait, you? Those those are influential people in D.C. I'm just this regular guy. I'm just this regular guy. But you want me in the same light that you want those people. I mean, I I don't know. Like I I can't I I mean it was it was just amazing, man. It was just yeah. amazing. I've had I've had someone message me and tell me, hey, I didn't even have to uh to audition for a lead role in a play because mm. I I performed so well. She sent me a DM and said, hey, I have this play that's happening. You're my lead role. That performance was amazing. Excuse me? Yeah, mm -hmm. we, want you, we want you for the lead role. Okay. Um, you know, in plays, they sing a lot. Yeah. Okay, I can't sing at all. No, 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 that's okay. We don't want you to sing. 
we want you to write poems and we want you to, instead of going into singing, we want you to go into poem. <laughs> so I'm gonna get a playwright credit too? Yeah, and, and we're gonna pay you for it. Excuse me? Exactly. All of this from consistency. All of this from going out and putting myself out there. I posted on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, you know, that Bible verse that says your gift will make room for you. Mm -hmm. I added to that. I said your gift will make room for you only if you are consistent and don't quit. I mean, just think about it. That's the formula. Um, you know, you, your gift is not going to make room for you. You have a gift. That that's not how it works. You have to be working your gift for it to work for you. Right. And to go before you. Right. Like you have to keep honing in on your craft, the gift that God gave you. You, you can't you can't just sit there and say, I have a gift. Okay, so what are you doing with it? Right. So obviously you are you are being strategic and careful with yours. Um and uh I can appreciate the 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 growth uh in which you uh have been going. I've been watching you on on Facebook and, and Instagram. And uh, to see that you've started your own podcast. Tell me about your podcast, man. So uh, in my bag with Backpack Jeff, where we uh, connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. You know, I wanted to have a podcast that was about people's journey to success or to whatever they believe is success while they're still on the journey. You know, you get some podcasts where, you know, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to have like these super famous people on there that sometimes we'll never get to talk to. We'll never get to reach these people. But there are some ordinary people who are doing some extraordinary things who we have readily access to that we don't even uh, bother to have a conversation with them or that we don't even bother to collaborate with them you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so how can i provide uh information to people make it entertaining and then help other people tell their story because we all have a story you know we you know the saying we all we all have a story and somebody needs to hear it so how can i help someone tell that story and so that's exactly what i wanted that's exactly what you know in my bag with backpack jeff is it's people who are in their bags. And I'm not talking about just financially, like the finance, mm -hmm. financial part of it is too easy. I'm talking about spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally. Um, I want you to be in your bag in a couple of different areas or in your bag in regards to poetry. Like mm -hmm. we know that Christoph is in his bag when it comes, when it comes to poetry, mm -hmm. he can be like that. I, I can't wait to have you on because I know that there's going to be some things that you're going to tell me where I'm like, yo, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, I, I, di I, I didn't even think about that. How did you, how did you, but it's because 
number one, uh, I didn't bother to ask the question. Um, I didn't have the conversation with you, but mm-hmm. now I'm, ha- I'm going to get the opportunity to ask the question, to have the conversation with you, to ask you, how, did, how in the heck did you get a contact at the White House? Mm-hmm. How that I see Poet Life on Good Morning DC on, yeah. uh, on, on this news. How is it that I see Poet Life on uh, with, with with Lisa Nichols? How is it that I see Poet Life, you know, uh, touring and stuff like like how like mm-hmm. how how are you doing this? And again, it's about asking the question. Right. You got to be, you know, um, it's it's not about just asking the questions. It's also about asking the right questions. Right. You know what I mean. Um, and be a student long enough to where you get an opportunity to ask the right questions. And I've been a student long enough. And so on my podcast, what I want to do is I want to ask the right questions. I want to really tap into someone's story and ask them, how did you build what you built? And then also let's just have a conversation about life, about success, about failures. Um, you know, about your journey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the format of this podcast is not super interviewee, you know, where I'm, I'm not, I don't have a list of questions to run down. It is a great conversation that we're having, you know, and people are, are simply listening or, or, or watching. And so it makes it very comfortable um, and that's why I'm I'm comfortable to to have a conversation with a Lisa Nichols, an international public speaker and inspirational person, and mm-hmm. not be super nervous because, like you said, I'm in my bag. Now, if for 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 our persons. Uh, our listeners who don't necessarily know what that means. That means you're on your game, right? You're in your lane, right? You're doing your thing, (laughs) you know? Uh, Right. So that's, that's what we mean by being in your bag. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so if you're listening and, and you just learned that, go ahead and use that and go ahead and follow and, and listen to, and watch um, Backpack Jeff in your bag, in your bag with Backpack Jeff. And um, I'm excited to say that we are collaborating um, where obviously you're seeing and, and listening that he is on the Poet Life podcast. And so a week from now, a few days from now, I'll be on his podcast. Yeah. So it's it's. There's different formats or different forms of collaboration, right? You can be collaborating on a poem, you know, you can be collaborating as it relates to your platforms that you both have, right? Leveraging, you know, each other's um, audience. Uh, he's he's being introduced right now to my audience and vice versa. I'll be introduced to his audience, right? Yeah. So it's 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 it, it works. Uh, it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win situation. But so many people want to go alone, you know, 
and and say, oh, this is mine. So I'm no, I'm not going to collaborate. I'm just going to do my thing and I'm going to win alone. I'd rather I'd rather go with someone, even though uh, I'm bringing my own value. Right. Um, I'm I'm bringing my own platform. Uh, you know, I'm not giving up my equity, um, but but to collaborate doesn't take anything away from you. It adds it actually adds to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want I want folks to get it. I want poets to get that. Listen, I look, we we, we were having such a good conversation the other day, which is what made us do this. Man, I, I want poets to desperately get that, too. It's. You know, there's there's more than enough space for all of us out here to operate. You don't have to be fearful of and, and I and I think that, you know, sometimes we get fearful of, oh, am I as good as this person? Is this person going to outshine me or, you know, I have these resources. Why do I and I had to work for them? Why do I want to provide them to someone else the quote unquote easy way? You know, mm-hmm. um, I built this following and now someone else is going to capitalize off my following. I just got done doing a, doing a live. And that's one of the things that him and I talked about is that, you know, you got to share the sugar. You know what I mean? Like there's just because one person follows you doesn't mean that they won't follow me. You know what I mean? Just it, there, there's enough for us all out here and we can all, you know, be successful in our own rights because here's the thing about it. Christoph doesn't want the same things that Jeff wants. Right. Jeff doesn't want the same thing that Christoph wants. You know what I mean? We don't all define success in the same in the same fashions. You know, some people define success as big house, big car. You know what I mean? No, uh, you, you know, single bachelor life or bachelorette life. Other people define success as I got a ranch house. I got four kids. I got some dogs in the back. You know, other people define success as, hey, I'm living in this nice loft or, I'm, you know, other people define success as, you know, hey, I got my family here and this is what makes me successful. This is what, you know, we we, we, we survive, you know, and, and, and we live together and we're happy. You know what I mean? Um, that's what success is. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about this, man, is that we can all win. It's right. not it's, it's not it's not going to be something like I'm not trying to take from you. I would hope that you're not trying to take from me. There's room for all of us in here. And if we do something like we can do something special. And and I'm telling you, the, the things that can be accomplished, you know, they, they say your finger is is strongest when it's balled up in a fist because they all come together. Right. Got to come together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, man. So what's 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 on the horizon for Backpack Jeff? Woo! Um, so backpackjeff.com is officially up. Uh, backpacks are coming soon. The uh, merchandise is coming soon. The wind journals. Wind journals is basically an opportunity for. So I, I believe in uh, a metaphor called uh, transferring the fire. Mm-hmm. Right. And transferring the fire is about uh, elevating and transferring your level of excitement day in, day out, week in, week in, week out, month in, month out. Like 
when the first year, when the beginning of the year started, everyone was excited about, oh, this year's going to be it. This year's going to be it. But you know, they say by February the 1st, 85% of New Year's resolutions have already died. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because they haven't transferred the fire. So the wind jerk, excuse me, the wind journal is the opportunity for you to write down your wins every week. What did you accomplish this week? Write them down every single week. And so what that will force you to do is, number one, it'll force you to do weekly evaluations and say to yourself, okay, how come this week I only got four wins when I usually get about seven to 10 wins every week? What's going on? Where did my focus go? You know, and now you can say to yourself, okay, let me refocus and get myself ready for next week so that I can get my normal amount of wins. Okay, cool. Excellent. Do that. Now, this also uh, gives you the opportunity to remind yourself that there's going to be something that's going to happen to you in the course of the year that's going to get you down. It's going to get you a little bit sidetracked and distraught. Or, you know, you may go into a slight state of depression or what, what, might, what have you. But the wind journal is an opportunity for you to look back and say, hold on, wait. I had a successful open with Chrisette Michelle. She followed me. I gained 100 new followers this week. Uh, I gained 50 new subscribers on YouTube. Um, I went to the gym uh, five days this week. I'm doing no spend January. Um, I didn't eat out of any restaurants. I'm actually accomplishing some. I'm actually accomplishing way more than I think I'm accomplishing. One of the things that people do is they count only their big victories and they don't count their small ones. Mm-hmm. Like I bought a house. I bought a car. I got a raise. I got a promotion. I saved X amount of dollars. Those are all good, but we don't get to have those all the time. But what we do get to have are the smaller things. I finished my work week with my emails on zero. I went to the gym. I, um, you know, um, the, the house was, I kept the house clean this week. You know what I mean? All of those little things that we do on a daily basis, we got to start, you know, um, calculating those things. And that's what the wind journal is. It's an opportunity for you to write down those small wins that, you know, um, that, uh, that you have on a weekly basis. So expect that the wind journal will be out. The backpack will be out. I just finished the logo, just got the logo back, the final logo today. Um, the shirts are, uh, are on their way. I am working, me and my brand manager, we are working on um, uh, putting, putting the logo on, uh, on these backpacks with a quote from one of, uh, from one of the back, uh, one of my poems. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're working on that as well. We're working on um, getting like a, a brooch. A brooch is that what it's called? Uh, it's, it's like a pin. Yeah. Well, you know, I would just call it a pin because because um, a man. Well, I'm not gonna say a man. Well, anyway, uh, I don't want to speak on the the, the gender uh, <laughs> and get in trouble. Uh, I would call it a pin. Okay. Um, a pin. Yeah, I'm working on getting the pins so that you know what I mean. I want to put them there, and you know I want to put them on the straps of the backpacks. So we're 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 working on that. Um, but what you can expect from me immediately is uh, I'm writing a super super amazing poem um, in collaboration with Special Olympics and Hasbro uh, to present this special award to this uh, school in Ward Five in DC. Um, that's that's what's coming right now. Uh, the podcast is always going to be there. Uh, I, I drop content. I mean, daily. 
I'm at like absolutely um, in the mornings and in the evenings. So I'm always making sure that I'm uh, that I'm visible. And when the world opens back up, can we talk? The open mic series is going to be mm-hmm. back. I wait for can we talk? The open mic series, man, it's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Have you jumped into uh, Clubhouse and and created so, your plan for that? You know what? So I I just um I just uh, finished doing my Clubhouse bio. Um, so I I am ready to um to to get onto Clubhouse to get into some of those open mics that's on there and see what that's like. Uh, I would love to, you know, I, I got some followers on Clubhouse, but everything, you know, I would love to have those followers on Instagram, you know what I mean? Uh, or on YouTube, because that's where a lot of the traffic is going. You know, that's where I'm most visible at is is on Instagram. Um, but no, I haven't got on Clubhouse yet. But, you know, what you and I just talked about a couple minutes ago before we started this. Yes sir. yes, sir. Yeah, that's. Stroke. And that's and another thing about collaboration. I was about to uh, say, I would have known that without another I was... thing. Yeah, that's another thing about collaboration. We're able to uh, bounce ideas off of each other. You know, yeah. uh, two brains are better than one all the time. You right. know, so so um, um, I look forward to you know our continuous conversation, man. And because you know, uh, winning can be lonely. If if you're not winning with a team, you know, uh, or a circle, you know, and so um, um, and it's no fun. You know what I'm saying? Winning is no fun when you're winning alone. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's it's better that, man, there, there's no reason in, in, in becoming successful and having no one to share it with. Indeed. Was it as friends or significant other? You right. know, when, yeah. when we get to where we want to get to, man, I want to say. Look, Christoph, man, I remember when I was on your podcast, I remember when you were on mine and, you know, we were again along the journey. That's mm-hmm. that's what these are about. You know, we want to catch people along the journey. Yeah. What I'm excited about when it comes to podcasting is this is and a lot of people don't look at it like this, but like this is documentation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're documenting life right now. We're not just having a conversation right um um the time period that we're in we can say 20 30 years from now this this happened you know around 2021 2020 2021 when the craziness was happening with the pandemic and you know um chris did a pandemic a a covid cut for his beard you know (laughs) you know what i'm saying you know, yeah. yeah, man. So, so I get excited to be able to tell my grandkids, granddad. I mean, you know, granddad, you look well. They're telling me, granddad, you look young in your podcast. You know, you, you know, and 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 to to know that this will be in the world forever, right, is crazy to me. That's legacy. That's huge, man. You know what yeah. I mean? And and to know also that in 20 to 30 years, the poetry community and poetry industry will be better because of you and your platform. Yeah. I, and 
I can definitely say the same about you because I don't know someone else who is pushing the uh, push pushing poetry at a, a more aggressive pace than you are. Yeah. Like to to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and I'm and I'm gonna save some for this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you're 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 setting the bar so high for anyone. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're you're providing opportunities and platforms for people that they otherwise wouldn't have, and then you're also setting the bar for what's to come after. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You can't you you can't you can't talk poetry without talking poet life. You know what I mean? That's where it's headed to. Like, I remember you said, you know, you want, you know, to people to drive down the road and you can't get on 495 without seeing the pot, the, the poet life, uh, you know, decal on somebody's car. Listen, man, listen, I um, and, and I'm not going to hold you much longer, man. But but just being in Clubhouse in these in these rooms um you know a lot of times uh you can feel like you know you're you're the smartest person in your circle sometimes you know when it comes to i don't know entrepreneurship um you know whatever it might be but when you're in those rooms man it's like man there's so many intelligent rich wealthy you know uh wise people in here and um, I ha so I literally just got on um, Clubhouse yesterday, uh, oh, yesterday wow. evening. Yeah, my uncle. I'm an Android person, right? So my uncle gave me his old cell phone, uh, iPhone, and so because I keep hearing about what I'm missing out on on Clubhouse, and so I said I got to get on that. It's not on Android yet, so I need to figure out how to get on it. So. Um, got the iPhone, got on there. And I ended up in this group full of millionaires and they were being generous to, a, to, to the point where they were allowing small businesses and people with just ideas to pitch their idea or small business for an investor to invest in their business. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there listening to people's shaky voice, you know, scared, nervous. And one dude got $150,000 wow. for his business. I'll have the check for you tomorrow. I'm on there like, <laughs> so I'm on there like, you know, and, and one little, one young girl um, uh, just had an idea for like, these nail things or something like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know anything about them, but, but yeah, um, I'll, 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 I'll DM you look out for my message. You know, I, I have some resources for you. I'm like, Oh man, I have to study clubhouse. Yeah. I have oh, to study and I bring it up. I bring it up because I got the opportunity to pitch, but it was like three 30 in the morning. I'm learning that people don't sleep when when, no. when it comes to Clubhouse. This no, they are. I didn't up. sleep all night. I went to sleep at four o'clock in the morning, and I bring this up to say, you know, I I, I pitched the poet life, and and I get it. You know, not everybody understands the direction 
Um, and, and, you know, I got great feedback, um, on how I can better one better pitch. Um, I don't think I was prepared as I, I didn't know they were going to pick me, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially at three 30 in the morning, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, but they gave me great feedback, but what I, what I'm saying is <clears throat> it's always good to have somebody that you can aspire to learn from. <clears throat> and you not be the person that's always being being tapped on the shoulder. Hey, can you tell me how to do this? Do that? Right. Like always have somebody to go to to learn from. Absolutely. You know? It feels good to be poured into sometimes as opposed to feeling like you always got. Yes. 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 Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate, you know, all of what you said, man. Um, but I'm I'm always on a mission to learn how I can do things better. You know, if if you look from season one to season two, season three, like night and day. I recently just added the TV in the background and and it's always. How can I make it better? How can I enhance it? And I'm looking at the screen right now, how I can make it better for the next episode. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so it it's it's what you've been doing. Going from four years, four yeah. years. That's yeah. you know, people been in the poetry community it for 10, 15, 20 years and haven't done as much as you've done. All, all about consistency, man. I wouldn't have been able yeah. to do it without consistency. I mean, yeah. to be completely honest. That's that's the thing that separates a lot of people is consistency. Yeah, even in a plan. You Most know. definitely. Look, folks, this is just part one. This is just part one. Part two is going to be on on in my bag with backpack Jeff. Yes, so sir. you'll have part one on the Poet Life podcast, but you'll have part two on backpack Jeff's podcast in my bag with backpack Jeff. And I'm excited. Um, I haven't been the guest on a I haven't ever no I've been on the podcast before but you know I'm I'm always you know the host and so I'm I'm excited to be the guest um and uh I look forward to you know uh sharing what I know um you know I don't know much <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to collaborate continue to work with backpack Jeff everybody um, I, I know if you're watching, you can see his Instagram. Um, but if you're listening, uh, go to Backpack Jeff uh, at Backpack Jeff on Instagram and uh, follow him, man. He has a lot going on. And as you can tell from the beginning to end of this podcast, you can see his trajectory, you know, where he's come from and where he's going. So it's it's he's going to stay consistent and we know what um, consistency produces. So uh, just know that we have a lot to do and we're excited about if you could leave something with the folks uh, backpack. Jeff, what would you say? If I could leave something, what would I say? Um, I would. um, hmm, Let me see. Um, you know what? I would say 
winners write history, losers become a part of the story. Mm. Um, went inside. What was that last part? You broke up a little bit. Winners write history, losers uh-huh. become part of the story. Always be on the winner's side. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. That's that's a great way to end this podcast. Well, to to for it to be a dash because again, there's a part two. So um, everybody have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week. I don't know what day you're watching this or listening to this, but just know that consistency and collaboration will take you a long way. It's the Poet Life Podcast. If you need more information about what we're doing, go to thepoetlife.com. If you need some gear, go to poetlifegear.com and uh, follow us on Instagram and everywhere at thepoetlife. It's the Poet Life. We appreciate you. You all have a good night. Backpack Jeff, I look forward to talking to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Have a good night, everybody. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Ain't got no time now. You in the way. I'm doing fine now. Out of my business. Find a way. Find a way.